defines a successful person? What defines an unsuccessful person? You know, a lot of people equate the success thing to, well, the size of their wallet uh, kind of thing, or, uh, you know, how much money they're doing. But really, when you break it all down, is that really the measure of success today? What makes a successful person? Is it being well-rounded? Is it having all of those factors in play that make somebody, you know, you know how sometimes you meet people and, and they're like, they have the it factor. They're like people you want to hang with like that cat has got the it factor. I love people like that, by the way. I just love it. And then there's those people you want to run like hell from. (laughs) Not so much. I don't like to hang with those people, but we kind of are magnets in a way where we attract the people we like to hang with, which is why I hang with some of the coolest people on the planet. Well, the big question on everyone's mind, it's a gender thing, or is it? World peace, religion, sex, money, politics, climate change, big business, big ideas, and big egos. Nothing is off limits. As I'm joined by some of the most accomplished and highly opinionated women from the far left, the far right, and the far reaches of the planet. This is Malcolm Out Out, and you're listening to Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Pleasure. Missy Crutchfield is here. She's co-founder of Gandhi's V Magazine and of Gandhi Global Center for Peace. We have here Shauna Peters is with us. She's the inner world explorer and guide, intuitive natural health practitioner. And Helena Philipson is with us today. So good to have Helena. It's been a while since we talked here. Uh, Life, Liberty, and Pursuit of Pleasure, Season 1. She was a co-host and co-producer helping us here out. She's a life transformation specialist. Let me tell you where they're all located as well. Uh, Helena is in Copenhagen, Denmark. Shauna Peters is in the beautiful country of Costa Rica. And Missy Crutchfield is in the glorious state of Tennessee. And I just skate uh, right near the space shuttle around the planet Earth a little bit, you see? So that's kind of where I'm at. Ladies, good to have you on today. We are going to talk about, well, unsuccess. Not success, but unsuccess. And they say, well, that kind of sounds like an oxymoron, Malcolm. What are you talking about? Well, it's the nine habits of unsuccessful people. Now, this is a very, very interesting uh, post. I love taking these bloggers around the world and being able to showcase some of their great writings and stuff. And this one today, I'm going to tell you who wrote it and everything else about it a little bit afterward here. So, And we'll put links and all of that in the show post. But these are the nine habits of unsuccessful people. And then there's the story of what constitutes, you know, success versus being unsuccessful. What What is the measurement of success in your life, you know? You know, I, we have some interesting stories we're going to tell here today. And I, I, I think, ladies, as we talk about this, a lot of things come to my mind because I'm thinking, okay, at some of the times of my life, ladies, I'm, I'm very serious when I say this to you. Some of the times when I've been like, You know, I didn't have like two rocks to rub together to create any friction. I didn't have like, you know, 10 bucks in my wallet kind of thing, you know. And I have to tell you honestly, those are some of the moments in life I felt the most successful. Yeah. Weird, Missy, but it's weird, hon, you know. And, but yet those, it really was, I, you know, in my life, Missy, it's, I'm a real strange boy, not that you don't know that or not already or not, but money has never been my factor in success. Weird, weird. Yeah, I don't know, huh? You? How about you? Me either. Me either. No, yeah. huh? 
So it is odd that way. I'm, we're kind of probably the odd couple here. I don't know. We'll find out a little bit. But well, let's let's ask Helena now, and 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 also Shauna. Do you measure success by money, ladies? No, definitely not. No. Shauna, how no. about you? How, how about you? You greedy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably for myself, more happiness. Okay, all right. I just want to razz you on because you're going to give me hell later on, Shauna Peters. <laughs> so I say, well, what happens when you call somebody that? Well, I don't know. Maybe they're greedy. I know you're not greedy. You, when you moved to Costa Rica that way, you were looking for the good life there. You wanted to disconnect, right, from the craziness, from the crazies like me. Well, no, not from you. Okay. <laughs> She's being way but too... from some of it, that's for sure. Well, if I asked Helena that same question, you know how she'd answer it. But moving right along here, I want to talk to you about <laughs> the nine habits of unsuccessful people. Now, ladies, you have the list here. Let's come through this list and talk about it. And we're going to start right at the top here. Let's come through it. All right, this is one that is interesting because it's, the first one on this list is you're always tardy. You're always tardy. Yeah. All right. Now, all right. There are those habitual uh, people who are late for everything. And there are people who just can't seem to organize their life around anything kind of thing. There are people who are impatient back and forth. And then there are people that are just far too busy. I don't know. There's a lot of this stuff. But what constitutes one from the other? What makes it legal or not? Helena, let's start with you on this thing and see if you can't help me stir the pot a little bit, please, with this you're always tardy business. Now, what really constitutes that? What kind of acceptance, uh, acceptability factor is there for people being late, do you think? Well, you, you know those people who are what we would call time optimists? <laughs> yeah. Who, yeah, right? Who, who are like, okay, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do that. And then I'm just going to swing by there and then I'll meet you at noon for lunch here. And already when they're going through it, everybody else can hear, okay, dude, that's not realistic. No way in hell, you know? And so they, so they overplan, think, you mean? They overplan, they overestimate? Well, I think they're very optimistic about, about how long stuff takes, you know? And, and I hear it constantly in, in my office. I hear my colleague going, she'll go, She'll go, damn, there's something about this. I need to learn that everything takes longer than I think it does. Yeah. So I think it's it's really difficult to say that people who are always tardy, are, but I guess that's also what you're asking, are people who are always tardy, are they unsuccessful? Because honestly, Malcolm, some of the most successful people I know are always freaking late, like seriously. Um, so So it's about, I guess sort of qualifying what what exactly does that mean and i think people who just don't have their shit together honestly who are just all over the place and who don't have five things they're going to do that day but who are just sort of i don't know scatterbraining a bit around well that and, person you just described that over schedules everything like uh, you know those people drive i and i've seen some of them they drive me crazy helena all honesty because they're just they can't seem to help themselves and, yeah, and it's I like know. They, I, but it's but why do they and they don't learn from anything, Helena? They keep doing it. I mean, why? But then, but but you know, I get really tempted to ask you, but do you learn, Malcolm? Because you know, one of the most dangerous things in life is expectations, right? Expectations can seriously mess on mess us up on so many levels. So, for instance, if you have a person in your life, right. and you know she is always late, mm -hmm. why would you expect her to be on time? There you go. Expectations. Yeah. Wow. Uh, 
Wow, mm. does that put it in I mean, shape? I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying that doesn't make it okay if you make an appointment and blah, blah, blah. But, on, but honestly, okay. if we work with reality, right? Okay. Right, ladies? If we work with yeah. reality and we know somebody is always late. So you're saying, Helena, it, it, I kind of like what you said here now. You're saying we need to kind of sort of maybe we really should accept people for what they are, their flaws, their goods, their highs, their lows, whoever they are. If you know who they are, stop bitching and complaining. It is what it is. That's what you're kind yeah, of saying? Exactly. All right. Exactly. And if, you, and if you cherish somebody's company, if you right. have a good time, it's a different story. If they right. leave you waiting two hours, never show up, blah, right. blah, blah. Yeah, that's, that is not acceptable at all. Well, you know, I cherish you and I put up with all your shit. I mean, this is yeah, why I love you. I mean, come there on. There you go. There I mean, you we're, in two, we're in the second season and you're the only one to come across. I mean, I, I loved you so much. I brought you with us in a season two and, and, and you know, I mean, there are times and you, it's mutual, Malcolm. And you give meanwhile, it, you, meanwhile right. you're the one we're who's like a, always calling yeah. me. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're we're like a brother and sister here. That's what we are. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. All right, Sean and Peters, bring some civility to this here. You hear what Helena's saying? I think you would be good to pick up on her point about this. What she's saying is sometimes we have to. Um, kind of know who they are and not make everything an issue. Boy, that's a lesson for me in life. I got to tell you, Shauna, it's just, you know, something, the blinds just went up and the lights just came on, Shauna, because I'm thinking of somebody in my life right now that, boy, could I apply some of those lessons that Helena just said? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think what she said about expectations is spot on. I mean, I live in Central America, so we run here in Costa Rica. It's called Tico time. Costa Ricans are called Ticos. And so it's acceptable to be 15 to 20 minutes late to your court appointment, you know, so it's a different expectation. And there are cultures where you even have up to two or three hours. But in our culture, I think if you're a person who knows you're constantly running late, yes, people in your life can accept you, but it goes two ways, you know, understanding that there is a certain amount of time in which we, in our culture, expect people to be on time and Beyond that, it becomes disrespect if it's continual and habitual, in my opinion. What say you, Missy Crutchfield? You agree with that, or do you think that people should learn not to be so darn tardy? Well, I yeah, I mean, there are cultural uh, expectations that, um, you know, I used to work with, or I still work some with, but uh, used to work a lot with Egyptian human rights, mm-hmm. and Egyptians do that even worse than Tico <laughs> You mean they're late all the time, you mean? We were, well, from what I've seen, and we had a conference that that we just attended, our uh, Gandhi Global Center for Peace, Gandhi's Bee Magazine, and it was at Harvard Law School. Mm -hmm. And so everybody's there, all the Westerners and everything, but there were a lot of Egyptians and Egyptian organizations that were late. And this, the program didn't start for, it was two hours late or something. And so this ties in with one of the other ones on the list, which is Burning Bridges, because I think that the organizations that uh, coordinated and uh, presented the conference probably burned a bridge with Harvard Law School. So, you know, that's these are consequences. But, you know, and, and then to, to what... Um, Helena was saying earlier is that you have you have friends, you have people in your life, you love them, you know, okay, I can only change me. And if that's what they do, then I guess I can just show up late if I'm a, a little late, knowing that they're going to show up at 10 after and you set the meeting for noon lunch and, you know, and, and do that or, you know, just uh, accept that they're not going to change. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of energy on that. As for the person that's loaded and super 
quote-unquote successful that shows up late all the time, all of the rich people, well, they maybe don't need anything from the people that need the appointment with them, so they can pretty much maybe do what they want, even though it is disrespectful. But as I told my son when he was job hunting, and I said, if you don't show up, uh, if you show oh, up yeah. on time, they'll hold late. against you. Yeah, yeah, show up oh, five yeah. minutes early because you send a right. message about respect. Well, I think that I've gotten to the, the point in, in my life, and that's just my, my personal story, okay? So this is all about me. It's all it's all about me. Uh, yeah. So don't 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 take it as anything else but but that. But I think I'm at a point in my life where I've weeded through enough friends and acquaintances that the people I have in my life are people people that I truly feel I have very very meaningful exchanges with. And so I know I, I I'm completely in the know that none of them neither disrespect me nor nor do not care about my time. So the persons there is a couple there are a couple of them that show up chronically late. I know it's about something else. I know they have huge stress factors in their life. They're juggling a lot of stuff like, you know, chronically ill children or depression or blah blah and yeah. and you know, bad planning, living in Sweden, having to come across uh, the bridge to Copenhagen, blah blah blah. And so that that's okay for me. So I just plan accordingly and I don't take it personal in yeah, any way. Yeah, those things are called life factors and uh, yeah, there are life yeah. factors in play here. And that yeah. that we understand can happen. Let's continue yeah. on down this list, ladies. The next one is you hold grudges. This is a big one. Uh, there are a lot of people. Now, I, I was raised as a young boy with a large family of seven and they my, that was very much uh, innate in the family my I remember my father, his sisters and uh, what have you, his family, they never talked to each other. They always they always held grudges through the years. And it seemed to be indoctrinated throughout the family circles, uh, these grudges kind of thing. So I understand this one probably more better than most. And I think life is really sad when you go around holding grudges against everybody. Kind of, there's this whole thing where the pain actually attaches to you and not the other person. Yeah. Uh, that's a real problem, isn't it? I absolutely yeah. agree with that. It's like a jailer. You're both looking at bars, whoever's behind the bars, whoever's keeping them in the bars. You're, you know, if you ever punished your, your child and you, you realize you've just become the warden and, you know, the same thing with, with grudges, you're carrying them around. You hold a grudge. Why do I want to hold that negativity, that anger, let it go, forgive forget, let it go, release. Remember, remember that this person may be capable of disappointing you or whatever, but don't keep that anger. And it's, what is it, Socrates or someone, Plato said, it's like drinking poison, trying to hurt someone else. Right. Yeah. I was just about to say that, Missy. I'm so happy you said that. I was just about to say, do you know that quote where somebody smart once a long time ago probably said that hate is like drinking poison and hoping your enemy will die from it? Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Awesome. Well, that's a big one. This is a really big one because a lot of people, they don't realize that the harm is really to them. You know what it is? A lot of this bad stuff, Shauna, it occupies uh, space in your brain and your mind, you see? It's the space in your mind that you use for that. It's such bad karma and bad energy and bad everything. It's bad hygiene. It's bad everything, don't you think? Yeah, you know, I was just thinking back uh, to uh, times in my life where I held a lot more grudges. I'm not going to say I'm perfect, but I think the issue for me um, was that I really just didn't want to speak up for what I needed and set boundaries. And so holding a grudge, it felt like somewhat of control, like holding on to anger. It's a very like control oriented emotion instead of, you know, being courageous and saying, I can't do this anymore. I can't have this type of relationship with you. I can't, you know, accept 
uh, something that's going on that's not okay. And so I held grudges instead. And so I think looking at that, then not only do you have the anger, but you're also missing out on, you know, you could have a much better relationship or situation by just speaking out what it is you really need. So that's something that's been a learning lesson for me about grudges. I don't know anybody else. That's so awesome, Shauna. I agree with you. Thumbs up. I'm cheering for Shauna from Copenhagen. Wow. So the grudges thing, yeah, it's it's a problem. Um, But Malcolm, have... Malcolm, have you never had somebody in your life? Because you said it kind of poisons your mind. And I would like to take it a step step further and say it kind of sometimes also poisons the whole atmosphere around you. Have you never had that person in your life who had a really big grudge against somebody else? And so it would be brought up behind closed doors when that person is not there, you know? They're hating on so-and-so or or talking bad about so-and-so or you know, wanting to know the gossip mm-hmm. about so-and-so mm-hmm. and, yeah. and it's yeah. so toxic and such. It's very yeah. toxic. Yeah, it is. I mean, it affects everybody really. I don't allow, I, for me, myself, the, the reason I get over things quick enough, Helena, is because I, I honestly, I don't allow bad karma and bad things to occupy space in my mind. The reason I stay positive and uplifting so much for me anyways, is that I don't, I, I, I don't ingest all that negativity. In fact, I simply won't hang around negative people, I, and mm-hmm. I won't be part. I won't participate in that. I, I don't want them in my my sphere of influence. Does that makes sense. It makes Absolutely. total sense. So, yeah. so it makes me want to ask. And and is that what it's really about? So it's not because you're doing number three on the list where you conform. Yeah. Well, no. I think you would know that. I'm certainly not a conformist, honey. I am a definitely an unconformist. But let's talk <laughs> about number three. That's great. You conform. What do you think about this? Because this is one where, and again, and they mention in the article here about being a survival tactic in school, uh, which, you know, because you either fall in line. This is what I call, this is one of the ones, yeah, I would be the opposite of this, um, because this, this is one actually, Helena, that I call the rat syndrome, the rat syndrome. And it's one of the, it's one of the five human ailments that I, my book is on, uh, the, the five human ailments. Uh, this yeah. is one of the ailments, is the rat syndrome. It's that when we become a... Uh, a group of followers, a group of rats, a nation of just the same, same. It's like somebody does it that way, so you're supposed to do it that way. There are no original thinkers. There are no big thinkers. There's a lack of that. My message to everybody is don't be a follower. Don't be a conformist. Be unique. Be who you are. I think the problem with our education system and the kids, ladies, is, and I, I, this is one of my really pet peeves of the entire human population, we beat the creativity and the uniqueness yes. out of the kids when they're oh younger. Missy, I hate yeah. it. I hate it. Yes. And we tell them, little Johnny, don't do this. Little Sally, you're supposed to be just who, you know, you're supposed to, you, you know, think about it, Missy. How many times do we make fun of people that are odd, unique, or different? We all, that's what people do. They make fun of people because that person is odd. They're, well, I was as odd as they could be. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't fit in. Yeah. Don't you think there's change in the wind on that? Like, I just went to see The Greatest Showman, and there's just more and more in the media about celebrating diversity and uniqueness and differentness. And I know my daughter is much more expressive than I was. You know, she wears a school uniform, but like, she wears the wildest socks and the weirdest shoes. Hey, you know? God bless her. God bless <laughs> yeah. her. I don't like those uniforms either. Listen, we got to pause here, but this, this conform thing is a really big one because yeah. you all want to be your unique selves. And if you've got children, let 
let your kids be themselves. Let them be who they are, not who you want them to be, but allow them to express themselves. Even if they are a little kooky or a little different or a little weird, as we might say, weird is a good thing. And I, I just embrace all of us to be our unique, odd, weird ball selves. And this odd ball has got to go to break, and I'll be right back in a minute with more weird stuff for you. The goal is to deliver a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world, to unite people from all backgrounds and beliefs in an effort to advance humanity. News blogs, informative podcasts, and entertaining videos. It's AmericaOutloud.com, where the conversation never ends. With 24-7 streaming on our free apps on both Android and Apple. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. We are back. This is Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Pleasure. With us today, co-hosts is Missy Crutchfield, out of Tennessee, co-founder of Gandhi Global Center for Peace, Shauna Peters, all the way from Costa Rica, intuitive natural health practitioner. Myself, Helena Philipson, specialist in emotional eating and the host of the Food Freedom Days. And of course, Malcolm Out Loud. I kind of want to say, every time I'm tempted to say this, dancer, singer, songwriter, straight out of Pluto. But I don't know about the songwriter, you know? <laughs> I don't know, ladies. But I, but I kind of want to say that every time. So maybe I should say dancer, singer, radio writer, straight out of Pluto. But, uh, but we're talking... Yeah, we left it on weird. I think Malcolm's last word was weird. And and it takes me kind of straight into category uh, four on this list of nine traits of the of the unsuccessful people. And number four is you overspend. Mm. And I'll tie that into the word weird because it made me think, Shauna, you shared that your daughter wears a school uniform, right? Right. Yeah. And, and I have three teens in my household. And you know that moment when you realize that you're becoming your parent, your own parents, you, you look at what they're wearing, you, but you know that moment, you look at what they're wearing and they think they are the bomb diggity. They think this is the ish. I am the hottest kid on the planet. And you as a parent, you're standing there looking at it thinking, I don't know where you found it. I don't know who told you this was cool, but I just never seen anything like it. You know, it just, it just looks so weird to me. So that's tying into the weird. And, uh, and they, I mean, I'm, I'm in Copenhagen, right? And the youth culture here is, is quite, I don't know if I want to say liberated, that may be misunderstood, but our, our, our youth is very well known for being outspoken, for growing and developing very sort of individualistic opinions, you know, being the capacity to for themselves and all of this. And I see them spending a lot of money on this weird looking stuff. So that's why it made me think of this number four, you overspend. But I guess when it comes to being unsuccessful, we're talking about something else. So where are you on the overspending, Missy? Well, I, you know, I think that you, you make, you make choices. I think sometimes, um, you, you spend money on, on people spend money on fashion and superficial things, trying to be cool without really thinking about what's the definition of cool. You let others define values for you. And so I think we should search and say, if I, if I want, if I want this, is it an investment? Am I going to have it for a while? Don't chase trends. 
Sometimes you have to make big investments if it's for a future goal or a business or whatever. You have to think it through. Some people might say, oh, they're overspending, but you may have your plan under control. I don't know. The consequences, of course, would be if you take out a loan and you don't meet your goals. Or, I mean, there's lots of different ways to look at it. But as far as a young person is concerned, I mean, you know, on one hand, they're young. They're going to make a bunch of mistakes, but you hope they don't get too much in debt. You hope that they don't sign up for too many credit cards and have too many years ahead of them or school loans or whatever and irresponsible spending, having too much fun with friends and too much partying and flunk out of school. It's, it, you know, it can become a downward spiral. But I also see this list connecting to each other. You look yeah. at procrastinating and you can lose your job. You can burn bridges. There's disrespect issues. We've talked about holding grudges. Well, when you get in that downward spiral, you get angry. Grudges could be a byproduct of that. And then you're not taking care of yourself. And all of these things really, you know, just one thing zings another, another, another. But uh, overspending is, is a problem. It's certainly a problem in America. It's a global problem. And I think this conversation about it is good. Yeah. Do you see that same connection, Shauna, between these different points on the list? Yeah, I was particularly thinking about number eight, like you don't take care of yourself. You know, when you sit all day at an uninspiring job, you're exhausted. You're not physically exhausted at the end of the day, but you're exhausted. You don't have any brightness. You're feeling, you know, and I think that really ties into number eight because then you just want to eat something so you don't want to feel it yeah. or you want buy some things you're overspending right. because you're not living your inspired life you know mm -hmm. instead of sitting down to say wow here's three things that I just love that make me so passionate and want to make me get up in the morning how can I fit those into my week I think you would see a huge decrease in how much money you're spending it's certainly mm -hmm. true See, a lot of those people for number eight, though, Shauna, they don't even know they're not taking care of themselves on the number yeah. eight thing. They mm -hmm. think somehow that it's okay. They don't look at it as a lifestyle choice, like this kid's eating chips, he's sitting at the computer, but that's a minor thing. But, I mean, some people are really major stuff, you know? And a lot of people are that way. They don't really take care of themselves. They're not really thinking it brings value somehow. I don't know what it is about that. But they're not awakened human beings. They're not, say that yeah. again? They're not awakened human beings. Well, that's a good way to put it, Missy. Explain that a bit more to me. Well, when you're chasing someone else's dream, when you haven't stopped to look internally about using your unique gifts, your God-given purpose, then you end up just chasing a, a hamster wheel. You take the wrong job. You don't go for what really brings happiness. You don't think about, you know, what do I really want? You start chasing what the TV tells you to buy or how you know, media tells you to look or, you know, all of these things that, that don't resonate with your true core values. How many times have you ever been somewhere and you're really, really feeling, gosh, this connects with my purpose. You feel alive like you've never felt before. And and do you ever, when you're in that moment, think, oh, gosh, I got to go buy something? You, you don't. It's That's the reaction. That's that quick reflex from, from going, I'm miserable. I haven't, you know, like we were talking a minute ago, about, I haven't had a good day. I'm in a dead-end job, so I'm going to go drink my silly I'm gonna go buy something to try to you know anesthetize this you want to take the pain away which you're drinking you're doing drugs all of this is a is a byproduct of a very unhappy unfulfilled society I, I mean that's like that's a lot of the population probably missing have been into yeah. that uh, I think a lot of people are just not understand that and they're not taking care of themselves and uh, they don't really understand the value of life I think in order to really get number five, and as you say, in number eight, was it you said, Shauna, I think? Um, was it eight? Yeah, we were, 
Yeah, you don't take care of yourself. Yeah, you jump to eight Mm -hmm. on that. And I'll tell you, it's because I don't think they really truly value life. I don't think they understand that. I say to you all the time that life is a gift. I I, I think a lot of people don't really understand that. They don't get it. You you know, they think somehow they're entitled. Yeah, it is funny how we don't live life, but we fear dying at the same time. It's a very like sort of schizophrenic way to live. Yeah. Well, that's well, and profound, that's you say. You know, if, if you don't see your parents fully living life, it, it's going to be a lot harder. We True. learn by what's modeled. And so then you have to go to the effort to, I'm going to, you know, find some different people that I can model myself around. But that's a big step for a lot of people. It's difficult. Mm-hmm. It is. I think, Malcolm, I think you, I think you have a really, really essential point when you, you, you began by saying, I don't think that that these people know that they're not taking good care of themselves. And I think that there are like different steps down or up this ladder, if you will, right? So there's the, you're not aware, you may, be, you may feel disconnected or like something is unbalanced, um, but, but you're not aware enough to figure out where and what that is. And then there is the next step where you become, to use Missy's word, you may become more awakened and you realize I'm, I am unbalanced. Something is going on here. I'm not okay, but you don't know how to act upon it yet. And then there's the next step where you may find some courage or some inspiration that then enables you to find that strength within yourself. I see this in my clients all the time. It's like a process, right? We go through these different steps of eventually being ready in our own time to taking some more responsibility of either awakening or, you know, becoming more spiritual or dealing with actual problems in our lives. I love it. Yeah, Yeah, that's well said. Um, I I think it's a lot to this, a lot to this. But I think having value to yourself, you know... Helena, a lot of times, and there's a gender thing on this too, how men react to things like, listen, a lot of people I know and a lot of people relate the fact to some men are slobs or pigs and they don't care about their value or their presence or who they are or what they are. Now, I, I say some, I never say all, of course, um, but that's kind of a gender thing as well versus women as a whole, not all, nothing's 100%. But that's a given. A lot of people would say a lot of men don't really value or take care of themselves. And I think it is a value and it's it's a picture of who we are, how we see ourselves. And do we go out of our way with a lifestyle that matters to us? Because it, it shouldn't matter to anybody else. It should matter to yourself. You see? Yeah. That's yeah, what yeah. matters. I absolutely agree. If you're happy with yourself and you're a, and you're a slob and a pig and a, a good and a, have all these bad habits, then you know what? God bless you. You know, that's who you are. And like, for instance, let's take Michael Moore. Ah! I mean, he's a, he's a slob and a pig, and uh, I don't know why I bring that up. But he, you know, why I bring that up, Missy? He was on TV the other day, and he annoyed the hell out of me. He is so much of a. Buffoon. I know he does. He's a brilliant filmmaker, and I agree with so many of his issues. But I know you don't like him. Well, well he's just—he doesn't come. He doesn't represent himself well. He doesn't. Um, he doesn't. Um, you talk about you being like evil. What's that? You don't like his image. Well, yeah, I mean, everything about him and the way he does that. Anyways, I, I, what my point is, there are a lot of people like that. There may be some brilliance in there. You're right. I just haven't seen a lot of it. But, uh, but he does get in your face with those issues. But you do what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to tell you all that one of the big, out of all of these lessons, one of the big ones, it's one of my human ailments again, but it's called uh, number six, you procrastinate. This one, mm-hmm. is a, this one is a life killer. 
Yeah. This this one's a dream killer. It's a life killer. It's a it's a game changer. And I think most people have this problem. This is a very common ailment I find that human beings have. And I talk about it in my talks. I have it in my speeches. I have it in my, my book. I have it in other things. Uh, it's procrastinate. Um, you know, they never get to the point of doing what they need to do. They're always going to do it tomorrow. I'm right. sort of the opposite of that, ladies. I'm fanatic. I like it done. I want everything done now. So there, I don't procrastinate. I'm like... If there's a disease for the opposite of that, and I'm sure there is, you all could tell me what that is. I'm that person. I got the other Yoga disease. Achiever. What's that? <laughs> Overachiever. Yeah, I'm constantly got to do it. I'm a canoe rocker. I'm a. I got. It, it, I don't want it done tomorrow, Missy. I want it right. done today. Me too. I hear you. Is that is that right? <laughs> all, I mean, right. All of your women, I think, uh, that you surround yourself with, because you people surround themselves with people with like values and goals, and so I, I I'd say we're all probably pretty guilty of that wonderful. Attribute. Well, this is a good attribute. Yeah. Are, are any of you pro- procrastinators, like put everything off? Helena, Shauna, anybody? Or no. Yeah, no, I, I don't tend to be a procrastinator. But the one time when I catch myself, like I'll put a few things in the Amazon cart and then I just can't get myself to pay for it. I just don't know why I do that. So well, that, that's, that's because of number four. That's because of number four. You don't want to overspend. <laughs> Well, I don't order from Amazon very often, I'll tell you that, because it's got to get all the way here through the Costa Rican postal system. (laughs) I do that on purpose. I leave them in the cart on purpose, and then I come back, and I'm like, because I want the free shipping, and I'm like, okay, well, I'll get this and this, because this is the other thing I want, and then you hit your limit, and then you get free shipping. (laughs) Do they they give it to you at some point? Do they they give you free shipping? Is that the idea? Yeah, Yeah. you buy it. Yeah, well, you can always yeah. find something else to add to the car, right? If you wait a day or two. That's yeah. <laughs> Another thing I so found I some to... of them do, by the way, when you put it in a cart, they send you, I've seen this happen before, where days later or whatever it is later, they'll send you a discount if you'll go and purchase it. Have you seen that? That's Ooh, true. They well, do do that. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. You know, like, okay, well, I'm, and so in that case, procrastination can be a good thing, ladies. <laughs> oh, right. I'm going to wait for but, that. Uh, but I think that's strategizing. That's not procrastination. <laughs> I, I, yeah. yeah. You know, that's, 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 that's you scheming the hell <laughs> out of the That's a good point. And a good scheme though, Helena. A You're good like, scheme. You're like, yep, I, cl- I clicked on A, I clicked on B. I'm still thinking about it. You may be able to tempt me, but, you know, send me an offer. I I think the procrastination thing is really, really, really interesting because when I work with emotional eating, I can see that it's something a lot of people battle for different reasons. But one of the main reasons they battle procrastination, the people that that I deal with anyway, is um, because of either fear or insecurities of not being able to live up to their own perfectionism, right? So there are some underlying super strong reasons for why they procrastinate and they they hate the procrastination um, being present in their lives. They do not enjoy it whatsoever and they really try to battle it. And so they try to battle those two selves that we all have. You have the now self. The now self, you know, sees advantages of not doing the things that your long-term self sees huge advantages in doing. Get this done. Send that application. Get it written. Eat a salad instead of five cupcakes. You know, Amen. that the whole, you know, the bigger view, we see that. But, but the now self just wants instant gratification, peace, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah. but I think swing i mean i think it's really really wonderful malcolm that you shared that you not that i ever doubt it really um about about you being an action taker because i'm also an action taker and like and like missy said 
probably a lot of the hosts on the show are action takers. Well, yeah, because they're all, you're right. You're, you're, you're so right. And that's why I find this interesting. But yeah, because the people that are on this production are doing some of the heavy lifting in life. They're doing great things out there. So they are the epitome of what we're talking about today because they are successful. They're, it's the polar opposite of being the nine habits of unsuccessful people. I mean, clearly these successful people. All right, listen, what, what we'll do on the other side here, now at the end of the show, we're going to pick our most unsuccessful habit here out of these nine. Okay, I've got three more to go here. We're going to talk about when we come back here. And we'll pick that up in just a moment, those three. And then there's some comparisons of unsuccessful and successful. Hopefully, we'll have some time to get to some of that. But again, the big lesson in all of this, friends, is success is a state of mind. Success is a state of mind. And even if you get it all right and you feel successful, you've got to be healthy while you are successful or you won't be here to enjoy it. And in order to be healthy, you've got to take healthy cell, which you're going to hear at the commercial break in just a moment here. So I've got to tell you, they're a big sponsor of our network and platform, and I just love them. In fact, just before coming on with you ladies today, by the way, guess what I took? Healthy cell. And uh, it's phenomenal because it gives me a lift and a jump in my step, and it just really is awesome. That's why I went after this company some time ago and said, we want to represent you. Uh, There's a deal. Listen to the commercial. If you like what you get, go to healthycell.com forward slash out loud, and you get our discount price for us out loud types, I call it. And we get it for $79.99, not the $109 or $119, whatever it is. Uh, We get free shipping as well, by the way. So back to your Costa Rica business a moment ago. Shona, there's no excuse for you. Get healthy cell. We'll be back in a moment. Think back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep, but it doesn't have to be that way. There haven't been any nutrition systems designed to rejuvenate our bodies as we get older until now. Healthy Cell Pro is the only multinutrient system that impacts the building block of your body, the cell. Created by anti-aging expert and Nobel Prize nominee, Dr. Vincent Giampapa, award-winning Healthy Cell Pro cuts through the complexity of nutrition supplements by simply giving you the purest ingredients, filling dietary gaps to nourish your cells and enhance your quality of life for optimal performance. Visit HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount or call 844-869-9958. Let the silent voices be heard. It's the rallying call that started it all. AmericaOutloud.com For a wide spectrum of programming from world and political news, societal and cultural stories, law enforcement, our military heroes, and much more. News blogs, informative podcasts, and entertaining videos. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. Friends, life, liberty, and the pursuit of pleasure, we are talking about unsuccess, if that's if you can imagine that in your life here, but we're talking really about how to be successful, but by doing that, we're talking the nine habits of unsuccessful people, and a lot of these, listen, there's things we can all learn from this. Now, we've been going through this list today, and we're going to vote each of us at the end to give our sort of what's our favorite um, unsuccessful habit. <laughs> 
if you can imagine that. And we'll do some comparisons, and we'll see where we're at. I want to get back to this list. Before we do, our co-host today, Helena Phillipson, is here. Uh, Shauna Peters is here, and Missy Crutchfield. And we're having this uh, interesting dialogue about all the pieces. There's a lot here. I actually wrote a book on this. It's a, I got a video book as well on my site, and it really is about the five human ailments, I call it which are things I've seen that are notorious that people do and they need to fix in their life. This here, I like this post. And this blog, by the way, uh, comes from Business Insider. They always have great stuff on there. And uh, Helena, this one is from Kane. How do you pronounce that name? Ain? Ain Kane? I would, say, I would say Ain Kane. Ain Kane. What an interesting name, Ain Kane, huh? Hmm. All right, well, anyways, uh, she is the one who wrote this, Nine Habits of Unsuccessful People is what she wrote. And so we'll have all the links to this in the show post when it goes to... Um, uh, podcast and all when it's on America Out Loud after you hear this on talk radio. So catch it there. Let's go down. The, let's keep this list going because number seven, eight, and nine are doozies. Uh, seven, eight, nine, is it? Yeah. So let's talk about this number seven. Actually, number seven. Yeah. We. Oh, there's two number sevens, ladies. Wow. Did you see that? Well, I can tell you that there's no number five, so that makes more sense. Oh, there must be a tie to seven. Okay, cool. Yeah, you're right. It went from four to either that. She doesn't know how to count. It's either one, Helena. So there must be they must be a tie or something. Maybe this was a race. I don't know. Anyways, number number seven is you lie. Wow, that's pretty sad, isn't it? Yeah. You lie. Do you know how many people? Do you know how many people lie on a daily basis? Almost everybody, Malcolm. Well, what constitutes a lie? All teenagers. <laughs> what constitutes a lie, though, versus a little white lie versus a stretch in the truth? Do you know? Are they I think it's all lying. I think it's all lying. Yeah. Or white lies, right? Yeah. Is, is a white lie okay? That's what I'm asking you. What What constitutes a white lie versus a, a black lie? <laughs> I was just about to say, well, I mean, you know, that's a, it's kind of a strange term because it's kind of like, ah, you can get away with this one. It's just a little fib. But, you know, lying is just a pain. I mean, it's it's just it comes back to that. The whole thing Shauna was talking about earlier, that whole like if you can't sort of um, either not say anything, if you're not ready to stand by your beliefs and your boundaries, um, because it, it just makes it very difficult, I find, to interact with people and communicate with people, because as soon as people start lying, you can kind of feel it sometimes. Do you guys know that feeling that you get that sensation that you can't really tell where a person is at? You can't really feel them or place them. You can't really feel if they're being yeah. true to themselves. If, if yeah. you're more of a dishonest kind of person, but we have to, we have to, the elephant in the room is that our whole society is based on this, this, there's a lot mm. of untruth and, you know, how are you doing today? Just, just that simple thing. Oh, I'm fine. How are you? No, you, you're not fine. We really need to ask each other on a scale of one to five. Where are you? And, you know, people don't uh, really want to know the truth. You don't want to know how that person is. They don't, really honey. They don't. I mean, you walk down a sidewalk, you say, good day, good day. How are you? I'm fine. Right. What, what, up yours too? Okay. Thank you. Have a great day. <laughs> Screw you. You, I, I should send you guys a link. We have this blog post about Americans who moved to Denmark and like the, the 10 things to avoid doing. And one of them is like, you know, don't ask a Dane how they are because they will literally answer you. And Americans are like, okay, okay, hold up, hold up. I, I did not want to know. You know, like I didn't. This is just a politeness phrase. Like, exactly. hey, how's it how going? Hey, what's up? And we're like, oh, what's up? Okay, what's listen, up? last week I had surgery know, and my mom's not doing so well. How are you doing? Right? Yeah. You're feeling good in today? South, in, in South, they'll go, oh, come back. You're welcome anytime. They don't mean it. I know. Yeah. Right, right. Thank you. No, no, you too. Thank you. 
Yeah. Maybe that's why Scandinavians are so happy. They're usually at the top of the chart, right? Yeah. Well, Denmark, actually... Denmark was number one for many years, and I don't know how the Norwegians managed to snatch it from us last year, but they are, we're going to snatch it back. I don't think it's about lying, though. I think we lie just as much as anybody else. I think that that's a different conversation about something else. I'll happily tell you all what I think it is. But Well, they've been but, lying um... that they're happy. That's why they got the happiest country. Come on, <laughs> that's exactly it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you fun. Malcolm. All right, let's talk about you the next. You got jokes? <laughs> I got a lot of them. Let's go to the next number seven. There are two number sevens here. You burn bridges. Uh, this mm. one is, uh, this one's a big one uh, because there are a lot of people, especially when you're younger, people, young people do this all the time. They think nothing of the world and they just go day to day burning bridges. It is yeah. one of the big lessons in life, ladies. You have to learn to Choose your battles wisely, as I say, number one. Number two, take the high road, not the low road. Number three, don't burn the bridges. You might need to cross back on that bridge someday. And you say what, ladies? Called the moment Hello? of silence. Well, I was going to say, what just happened? Well, I said um, ladies, I, and everybody went quiet. So yeah, who wants to be the frog in the room? That's because none of us are ladies. But you heard earlier oh, when you dear. said something about bitch, then you got an instant response. Okay. So I don't know. They're... All right. So bitches, um, which one, which, which, which bitch has the right? Eleni, you're going to get me in trouble. <laughs> like, that's a new thing. I, I just think that when it comes to burning bridges, there's maybe a lack of awareness there is i mean you know what they say you you can't really properly calculate consequence that is the that is the disease of the teens right you can't really properly calculate mm -hmm. consequence right. until you're after the age of 23 years old mm -hmm. and so and so i think it's about whether you want to kind of stand in a loving compassionate position in life or whether you're just like yeah whatever moving on you know what i mean or whether you come from a, a hating kind of yeah, screw you, you know. And then what about I, burning bras? What about you, what about when you burn bras and not bridges? What's that mean? Oh, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I'm all for the burning of the bras. I think that's awesome. I'm a, I'm a huge body positivist, Malcolm. Body pos all the way. Hashtag. It's so all burn love. the bra. Now, women already did that here in America. They did that in your area, right. too, right? You burnt bras there already, right? Separation. Yeah. Are you, I mean, are you kidding me? We were the first country in the world to legalize porn. Yeah, we burned our bras. Well, that's why not you're happy. That's why you're, you're all burning bras and watching porn. That's why you're all happy that's, out there. The that, happiest that's country it, in the that's world, what right? we do. In a nutshell, yeah, no, not really. But no, I think that was more like my mom's generation, mm -hmm. um, burning the bras and wearing the, the, we call them purple diapers on your head and the whole like Woodstock oh, wow. vibe. Well, here they, they wear that. pink vaginas. They don't wear purple diapers. But in America, it's pink vaginas, right, uh, it's Missy? The, it's those, it, is it the, the pussy vagina hats? hats and the parts, right? That's what they're doing <laughs> in the marchers. They're putting the pink vagina hats on. That's supposed to be the cool yeah. thing or something. You all seeing that I out think there? I I think it's super cool. Oh, super yeah. cool. Well, yeah. Shauna, do you like that? Would you wear a pink vagina hat on your head? <laughs> if I was at a march, I probably would. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, yeah, we're to Costa Rica because it's definitely needed. That is not going on here in the local <laughs> population. And All right, let's start a march in Costa Rica with, with, with Shauna in the front there. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> we'll march down the road. It would be an interesting march in Costa Rica, Shauna. <laughs> They'd probably drive you right out of town, I think, there. But um, all right, so never burn your bridges. And uh, we, we get that. Uh, stay optimistic. Take the high road in life, not the low road. You already mentioned, Shauna, this number eight with the potato chip kid. Uh, don't You don't take care of yourself. And this is just a lifestyle quality issue of not having the uh, self... Um, the self-awareness maybe or the self-care 
self-concern, uh, to know how important, again, I, I think that people need to understand life is a gift. I just don't think it's about that often. I think it's about resources, guys. I mean, it's about personal resources, because if you're low on resources, if you're struggling, if you're taking care of yourself, sort of, I don't know, ends up last in line. Can we agree? So you think it's, I see. So you think that the situations and circumstances in life dictate differently for people, and that's why they don't take care of themselves, Selena. Absolutely. Interesting. I think think the more, the more stressed you are. All right, the more stressed you are. All right, Shauna, do you agree with that? What she's saying? Do you buy that? And Missy, uh, do you buy it as well? What? It's a factor, but there's plenty of people with enough resources to take care of themselves. We, I think for many, like North Americans and Europeans, we literally could be the healthiest people that have ever existed on the planet. We have access to so much healthy food, have expendable income, and there's still lots of people who are not taking care of themselves. I agree with you, Sean. I want to point out, I'm not talking about financial and food resources. I'm talking about personal resources. I'm talking about Mm -hmm. energy, insight, uh, awareness, feeling okay, not suffering from mental disorders, not battling depression or anxiety. I'm talking about the resources inside of you that Mm -hmm. gives you that sort of a little bit of a bigger overview, like, okay, maybe I need to sleep a little more. If I eat a little greener, I probably feel better. I probably need a bit of exercise. Well, I think or- it's anything, Helena. I think it's anything. But I, I think that uh, I don't know that I necessarily agree. Uh, there may be some cases of what you're saying where people would do a better job if they had the dollars and resources, granted. But I think it's a bigger problem in culture where they're just simply not understanding and taking care of themselves because they don't really understand the value of it. Missy, where do you fall in it? Women are really... Uh, predisposed to because we feel like we have to take care of everyone else Mm -hmm. and we neglect to take care of ourselves and I remind a lot of my sisters a lot of my friends and and a lot of 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 men as well that you know it's like in the airplane you have to take the mask and put it on yourself or you're not going to be able to take care of your kids you're not going to be able to to do all the things that you have to do or that you want to do I also think that that we get so consumed with guilt about and, and that like I mentioned a downward spiral it's because so many things just start taking us down one after another. It's like a pinball machine, one bad habit, one thing you forget, and it leads to guilt, and then the guilt, oh, I've got to overwork. And then society, especially in America, puts this unfair, ridiculous value on working more means working more productive, working long hours. They don't have the balance, in other words. It really is a work-life balance. I had that problem in the agency days. You're so right, Missy. Uh, listen, for time here, number nine, you, ha- you have bad body language. And I-, I-, I don't think that's like a real big one to me. I mean, like some people just do stupid stuff and they use body language maybe to represent that. But I don't, is that a big one, ladies? Uh, it's not to me. Well, I, I think I'd say more like we communicate a lot non-verbally. So what are we communicating non-verbally? And are we aware of that? And that would include how our body language is and I think yeah people pick up on that even if they're not conscious of it and create a perception it's how we're perceived there's more to I guess if you overdo it Shauna maybe I'll give that to you if you overdo it I've just never seen it in my life but I I can see where if somebody is extreme in it why maybe uh, this Ayn Kane, the, the writer of this Nine Habits of Unsuccessful People, why she made that one of the nine. That would not be one of my top ones. Let's talk about which is your most unsuccessful habit, ladies. Uh, so, Shauna, what's yours? My most unsuccessful habit. Um... And which one do you need to fix? Which, which one do you need to improve on? <laughs> right. Uh, probably, actually, the holding grudges is one I can still work on. Yep. 
Holding grudges. Okay, so we don't we don't want to yeah. piss you off then. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, Helena, which one is your most unsuccessful habit? Well, you know me, I don't conform either, Malcolm, and I just think that there is a, the double seven, that there's, there's, a post, there's a, a thing, a point missing here, which is that I think the main reason for, for not being successful is your thinking, your mindset and your thinking. That is missing. It is missing in there. It needs to go on the list, Ein Kane from, from Business Insider. Um, okay. The mindset and your thinking, I'm choosing that even though it's not on the list because I believe that's okay. where it all comes from. Well, a from. lot of these play by that. That, that. That's a factor in all of these, I would think. Yep, I agree. I yeah. just, I just that's think probably that why she don't have it on the list because it's... It's, it's the root. It's, yeah, it's the, well, she didn't say this was an article about the root, Helena. Get with it. Oh, this is about oh, the nine habits so, of unsuccessful people. She didn't say this was the root of so, all unsuccess. You're getting so picky now. Yeah, I, pref I was going to say, oh, Golly, this is going to get, I was going to say, I prefer funeral. going to, I prefer going to the root, but I don't even want to hear your comments of that Well, sentence. it's the root. In well, get case, some more dye in you here and you'll have some root. All right, Missy, bring some civility back uh, to Helena's yeah. nonsense, for God's sakes. Which unsuccessful habit do you possess, young lady? I'm going to tell you in just one second, but I do want to say one more thing about body language because I don't think we spent enough time there. There is all of these things end up manifesting in the way that we carry our body and the way our body, you know, lives and thrives. And our body is a reflection of our thoughts and our actions. So, you know, chances are if you're if you're procrastinating, if you're not happy in your job, if you're failing in whatever areas or you think you're being unsuccessful, it's going to start manifesting in your posture. Well, you can your body. hear body language on the radio. Yes, but with that said, with that said, I am the I'm an activist. Okay, I'm a vegan activist, animals, the earth, and social justice, human rights, all of so that. Which so one? I'm, I am. Uh, you get angry about stuff, but Gandhi says so. I guess the grudges would be in there, Shauna. I'm with you, but Gandhi said, or Arun Gandhi, his grandson says even even more about using your anger to channel that energy. It's like electricity. So I try to. Be mindful of it when you get angry, when I'm holding that in, to channel it into good and to and turning things into action for positive. So, Missy, are you saying number two then, holding that. grudges? You hold grudges? Is that what you're saying is yours? That's the one. Otherwise, I'm like the opposite of so many other things. Um, yeah. Well, that would be your here. most unsuccessful habit then here. My, it's like it's the grudges. That's all right. Yeah, I'm trying to follow you because you 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 pulled Gandhi out. I asked you what Missy thought, and you want to tell me what Gandhi thinks. I don't, I'm not asking you about what Gandhi thinks. I asked what Missy thinks. My <laughs> golly! Well, but I'm telling you, I relate to that. That you get angry, but you turn it into something positive. We're, we're human beings, so if we can take these faults, these things that hit us, and find a way to turn them into positive. But yeah, I get angry. I hold a grudge every once in a while. I'm working on it. All right. Uh, yeah, I haven't I, seen you do that. You, it seems to me like you're already successful seat and edit. Uh, um, I don't look to me like you're holding many grudges here. So let's go through this list here. You're always tardy. You hold grudges. You conform. You overspend. You procrastinate. You lie. You burn bridges. You don't take care of yourself. And you have bad body language. Well, I don't have any of these. I'm perfect. So I can't answer for any of these ladies. I'm sorry. <laughs> And you know why? I have to come back to what Helena said. Obviously, my esteemed colleague from the Denmark, I will have to give credit because she said it's a mindset. It's a mindset. And I think she's right, yeah. uh, even though I gave her hell for it, which, of course, I always <laughs> enjoy doing. It's good fun. But... Um, <laughs> But I think she's right. It is a mindset because you've got to have the right mindset here and to be able to, you know, 
uh, be able to achieve these things and to be successful. Uh, very, very interesting. There, and there's another one, by the way, what do unsuccessful people usually do? This other uh, blog, which was really interesting on skills you need. I love this stuff here because it's so cool. Uh, what do unsuccessful people usually do? They disapprove of change, ladies. They judge people's responses. Wow. They refuse to apologize. Wow. They avoid gratitude, and they have a negative attitude. Boy, I'll tell you, this is strong. we gotta, we got to come back and do one on this. And what do successful people do? They always try to improve. They possess strong sense of self-awareness. They possess sense of ownership. Oriented towards goals, they value time. Now, we do that every day here, friends, on life, liberty, and the pursuit of pleasure. So, listen, there's a lot to learn. We'll put all the links in the show post here. And uh, I wish you all that you have a jump in your step today. And I am, I am wishing for you to find all the metrics in your life that allow you to find your success. And, friends, here's the secret to it. Success is your happiness and your comfort to accept the things you can change and modify in your life. If you're content with who and what you are at this moment and you are living life to what is your maximum, you are a success. And that's really what it means. It's a state of mind, friends. So I I wish you all to grab your metric of success and be everything you can be in the days, weeks, and months ahead here. We'll do the same here on Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Pleasure. Thank you for being part of this and all the great things going on at America Out Loud. There is no shortage of new, exciting, thrilling. It's like an amusement ride on the roller coaster. And we are doing it as we come through the valleys and hills and the mountaintops and having a grand old time. Join us back there, Missy Crutchfield, Shauna Peters, Helena Philipson, This is Malcolm Out Loud to be continued, friends.